0: Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast. I'm your host, Coop, and tonight uh, we're going to talk as much Reds baseball as we can, being as we're in the middle of a lockout. Joining me tonight is Doug Gray from Reds Minor Leagues and RedLegNation.com's You know how I said that. Doug, how are you doing tonight?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm good. Um uh, see, we've got uh, no baseball action going on because the owners have locked the players out for, what is this, uh, week seven now. Uh, so that that sucks, but you know it was it was a good weekend for the Reds in what they were allowed to do. Um, with their international signings, and hey, I figure most people listening to this are probably also Bengals fans, and that was fun for them, huh?
0: Hey, that was a, that was interesting that a Cincinnati professional sports team moved on in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, they is...
1: they didn't poop the bed. I don't understand what happened. Is that even allowed?
0: The last time that happened was 1995 when the Reds beat the Dodgers to play the Braves in the in LCS and got whooped.
1: Yeah. i want to talk about
0: that one. No, no, don't. But 1995, that's, that's a long time ago. If, if my uh, math is correct, that's 27 years ago.
1: That's yeah, about right.
0: Yeah. Well, it would have been, would have been 26 seasons ago though. Yes. So,
1: so like 26 and a half years ago,
0: right? But so that's a long time. There's a lot of people that weren't born then.
1: I was 11, so I, I was born.
0: I was 15. In God, we're so old. We're, we're
1: old. old. We are really old. Oh, but.
0: Hey, thanks for bringing up how old we are. Now,
1: eh, you know, it's <laughs> fine. I did. It, Chris Sabo is playing baseball on my computer right now, so now I feel really old.
0: <laughs> 95, man. That was a that was a decent team. He had Ron Gantt and course larkin and
1: who can forget reggie sanders and his reggie. fantastic performance of those playoffs
0: reggie sanders i mean he had a he had ended up having a good career
1: he, he, he had a very good career yeah. he had a very good season <laughs> the, oh, just that's yeah. that
0: series against the Braves. that
1: oh, week was, that week was rough yeah
0: something like he had like one hit and like 16 strikeouts something like that i don't that's,
1: know it was bad it yeah.
0: was nuts Anyway, there's no baseball right now or for the foreseeable future, because the lockout that went in effect on December 2nd right now, as we're recording, it's January 17th. So the first time that the owners and players association talked since December 2nd was just a few days ago. So they decided to just take, a you know, six weeks off of negotiations and apparently what the owners proposed was pretty much a non starter for the players again. Doug are we losing games this season cuz it's looking a lot of, like a pretty good possibility.
1: I, I really don't think so. Um I can see a possibility where the season gets delayed by a week or two. I I just I cannot even for as crazy as I think the owners are. I, I just cannot foresee both sides holding out so long that we truly lose baseball games. Uh, there's there's too much money involved. Um, after 2020 in the 60-game season, the owners don't to lose any more money. The players don't want to lose any more money. And I, I know that they're both going to try and take what they want to consider principled stands, although I actually believe that the players have a principled stand here. Um I just don't see where they can't find a way to make it work and not lose actual games in the long run.
0: I may be going out on a limb here, but I think there are at least a few owners that want this to go into the season. They want it to hurt so that they, again, this is just a gut feeling of mine. I just feel like there are owners who are willing to sacrifice for what they want.
1: I mean, there, there could be a few owners that want that, but the majority it matter. Not, yeah, it, yeah, they're rule here. So, I, I mean, there's there's probably plenty of players that want different things than what the uh, players association is actually trying to get right now, but just not enough of them.
0: And that's probably just being cynical of me, but I just
1: you cynical? No, yeah,
0: never, never. <laughs> Everything's rosy with me. Um, shout out to the Rosie Reds who just had their luncheon. But um John Boy, who's on Twitter and he's a Yankees fan and he has his own podcast and stuff and he is getting
1: absolutely Empire. torched today, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Heck. Did you see he he predicted that the that baseball would lose a month of games. Now I'm not ready to go that far. Um what are your thoughts on well, obviously of him getting torched today, but what are your thoughts on what what he said?
1: Well, the thing that he's been getting just blown up for so far is he tried to play both sides. Like this is both the players and the owners' fault. Oh yeah. Yep. Now, <laughs> right before he said that, he mentioned that the owners took six weeks to make a counter proposal, while then blaming the players that it took so long. Yeah. What? Like, how does that make they they had nothing to do with that the players didn't lock themselves out the owners no. locked out the players yeah this isn't a and strike then, and, and then they took six weeks to even make an offer that really was no different than their previous offer before they locked the players out um, all went, with the guise of saying you know we locked out the players on December second to try and move negotiations along quicker and then they did nothing for six weeks
0: see that but, that's where my skepticism comes in. Because that's what, what you're exactly correct. They said they locked the players out to move negotiations forward. And like you just said, six weeks of nothing immediately followed.
1: Yeah, I just, I think that they, I mean, the let's move things forward. That was all just, they, they have to say something for PR. Yeah. Um, I mean, everything they're doing is for PR. It's, it's not because they think that it's the right thing. Um, they just need to sell enough people that, hey, this is what we're trying, rather than what they're actually trying to do, uh, and it'll, it'll work for plenty of people. I mean, they still sit out here and they try and play that, you know, all you know, you, you see it everywhere: millionaires versus billionaires. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, a billion is a thousand million, so let's let's realize what we're actually saying when we say that. But even then, I've brought it up before. I made more money last year with my stupid websites then uh oh my gosh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Alejo Lopez did last year.
0: Well that's um, a humble brag there. Or,
1: well I mean okay no I didn't. I'm, I'm sorry. Just kidding. That's that's not who I was <laughs> talking about. But like he, he made roughly a hundred thousand dollars last year. All in. Um I mean, I promise you somebody listening to this podcast probably makes more than that. I mean I, I don't have I don't have the insight to how many well, viewers you have. But, we
0: have tens uh, of listeners in and- I don't know of course,
1: <laughs> I don't tens know. Of listeners, that, that it might be. But let us let's, let's let's say this. I bet you you all know somebody who made more than Leo Lopez did last year. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Like Like people I report to. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean I'm trying to think of so like somebody who was on the forty man roster all year and you know, didn't get called up. Yeah, they they made forty two thousand dollars last year. Like that's the but he's a part of the players' union. Yeah. Like, it's not all millionaires. Like, some of these guys don't make $50,000 a year, and they're being represented here, represented here. You know, 63% of the Players Association has not reached free agency. Like, they're not, I mean, don't keep me wrong, I, I would love to make $572,000 a year, Same. which is currently the league minimum, but that's not a millionaire. No. Especially after you start taking away your taxes and your agent fees. Um yeah. it's, it's, Agents. I mean, again, I, I would love to make that much money. Like I'm I'm not saying it's nothing, but comparatively speaking, it's nothing.
0: No, no. I agree with you. Um the owners for some reason, and I've never understood this, this go this goes all the way back to ninety-four and because the the ninety lockout you know i kind of wasn't really paying all that much attention when i was 10 but 94 i was and the owners have this ability and i just i'll
1: never understand it of getting the public on their side of, well, that's, how, that's how it is with every industry i mean look at what look at what's happened to unions everywhere in this country in the last 50 years like the general public hates unions for some reason like it doesn't make sense Think about what a union is for. And yeah, you know, it's. Play it against the public that for some reason, worker rights, which, hey, we all are. Yeah. It's somehow bad.
0: That's what that's what Uh I don't I don't get. I remember trying to talk to people in 94 about the strike and like adults. Like my dad used to, I remember this clearly of asking to go to a game. I was 14 because I wanted to go to a game before the strike. And he said, who cares? Screw the players. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, they're just greedy. They just want more money.
1: And don't who doesn't want more money? Well, I mean, first off, let's, let's start there. Yeah. I think we all want more money, right?
0: Everybody wants more money. The owners want more money. The players want more money. But you're not going to be making a whole lot of money when there's no games being played. Now, some people are willing to sacrifice that, I think. But at the same time, obviously the best solution here is to not have any kind of delay to the regular season. Now, spring training, that's a different story. I don't think people will care as much about spring training other than the fact that they know the season's around the corner and it's endangering that. But if you lose, like, 10 spring training games people aren't going to care about that but if you get to April and you're still in a lockout you were doing in some cases irreparable harm to the to the your product Montreal never recovered from 94 and they were I mean you think about that team of Pedro Martinez and uh Vladimir Guerrero and
1: Larry Walker, Larry Walker, I mean, that was a good team.
0: That, that was an insane team. And they Montreal, still,
1: still would have lost to the Reds that year. I'm, I'm of course, that.
0: of course. But that city's baseball in that city never recovered after that. Now, you could say, well, maybe it won't recover in Tampa, but.
1: Hey, maybe that's what we need. Because they're trying to do the Tampa Montreal thing, anyways, which will never work. It's no. not ever ever gonna work. But you know they'll just wind up just moving straight to Montreal, and everything will, will just come full circle.
0: Which is a shame because that Tampa market should support a baseball team. It's just that stadium is in one of the worst places it could possibly be in Saint Petersburg.
1: Yeah, I, it's it's weird. I don't get it, but.
0: I've actually been to a game there, and that place is an absolute dump. It's not, you know, hyperbole when people say it's it's a bad place to watch a game. It is an absolute dump, and I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. Like from the mildew on the mildew on the windows when you're walking up to the, to the place. I mean, you slap a coat of paint on something; it only makes it look so good. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But what's the drop, what do you think the drop date, if I can talk, the drop dead date is on either have an agreement by this date or you're, you're going to lose games?
1: Lose games or have delayed games?
0: Let's just say delayed games at least. I'm going to go Mar- March, March 7th. I'm going to, oh, I was going to go even later than that. I was going to go March 15th.
1: No, I I think you need at least three weeks for the pitchers to get ready.
0: March 7th. That's, I mean, that's not that far away. That's a month and a half.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's still time, but I mean, every, every, every day we get closer to, is this going to work?
0: And the fact that, I mean, the owner's proposal was so minusculely different from the one they did in December. Are they gonna Are they going to negotiate in good faith?
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I I think that right now they're not negotiating in, in good faith. Um, oh, I agree. But uh, yeah, things change when those dollars start to dry up. Um, and I honestly, I, I think that the players are in better position than the owners are in terms of being able to wait it out. I I really think that right now, uh, which, which is crazy because I mean, the owners are incredibly rich, but they don't like having to rely on their personal money versus the company money.
0: That's, that's such a billionaire problem. (laughs) Isn't it (laughs) (laughs) like, Oh, I can't, I can't dip into my hundreds of millions of dollars of personal reserves. I need to make sure that the, uh, the professional sports team that I own is self-sufficient. Yes. Oh, to have those kinds of problems, Coop. I mean, you might have to fire like one of your 15 butlers.
1: Look, you know, maybe you just can't remodel that bathroom on your third yacht.
0: Well, maybe you have to sell the fourth yacht.
1: I'm not selling that thing. Are you kidding me?
0: Now, Bob Castellini sold that spa and resort in Arizona. He knew what was coming.
1: God.
0: he's so poor he just made 85 million dollars selling a resort in Arizona I bet mm. that I bet that must have just you know
1: hey made, you can't you can't take it with you
0: made him cry into his silk uh handkerchiefs God don't even get me started on Bob Castellini so there there is a little bit of baseball news that's still coming out minor league deals can be signed because they, like you said before, not part of the players association and also international signings, which according to reds, Facebook, you should sign American players, but we'll digress there. Um, <laughs> Doug, since you are the, uh, the owner of
1: that's possible,
0: what's possible that you're the owner of can Red's minor leagues.
1: Some, well, that that's, that's true. Um, <laughs> But like if, say, someone was born in the United States and moved out of the country and is also a citizen of another country, uh, then sure, you can do that. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure that – let me double check this real quick here. I'm pretty sure that Alan Serrita was actually born in the United States and then moved to the Dominican Republic when he was young. Yeah, and he was just added to the Reds 40-man roster back in November. Well, there you go,
0: Reds Facebook. Eat on that. So,
1: yeah, so there's probably, like, tens of eligible players that probably aren't good enough anyways, but they exist, probably.
0: <laughs> so the Reds did make a, uh, a number of international signings. We'll start with uh, Ricardo Cabrera, who is a shortstop, was ranked as high as number three, according to Doug Gray on RedsMinorLeagues.com. <laughs> <laughs> um So he's out of Venezuela and, uh, you know, people might think, oh, is he the next Davy Concepcion, you know, Venezuelan shortstop. But give me your uh, take on Ricardo and does he have a shot of eventually making it to the majors?
1: Uh, Sure. Uh, He's probably the biggest non-Cuban signing on the international market in my lifetime. I, I don't think they've ever signed anybody that was rated any higher, um, even including the Cubans, outside of uh, Aroldis Chapman. I, he's he's a huge get for the organization. Um, I, th- I think that, one, it did help that the rules were changed recently. Um, the Reds have kind of always been on the outside looking in when it comes to you know, big seven-figure signings outside of Cuba. Um, but... Baseball changed the rules, and so now every team has a, a pool allotment of money that they're allowed to spend, and that's kind of even the playing field a little bit more. Uh, and so, you know, teams can't sh- only shop their players around to certain organizations because, hey, that money might not be there for, you know, there was one year where the Yankees signed, like, 10 different guys to seven-figure signing bonuses. Um, you know, they they had they signed 10 of the top, like, 35 players in the class one year. Like, it was just crazy. Um the, the Reds were, I mean, I don't want to say they couldn't do that, but they were never going to do anything like that. Um, and, you know, the rules were changed, and now teams can't do that. And so I, I think that for a team like the Reds, who weren't going to go out and spend, you know, $25, $30 million every year, they were trying to stick to, you know, spending 3 to $6 million every year. And then, you know, in, in 2016, they went crazy. Because that was the last year you were allowed to really spend whatever you wanted to. That was the year they signed Jose Barrero, Vladimir uh, Gutierrez, and Alfredo Rodriguez. Ended up spending like thirty million dollars after all the penalties they paid. Uh, but that was really the, the only time they went really big on amateur players. Um, you know, Cabrera's. I mean, he's he's the top guy I think that they've gotten outside of Chapman in, in
0: forever. Uh, even even better than Iglesias.
1: I I think he was rated higher than Iglesias. Now, the difference is, you know, when they signed Ricel Iglesias and Oroch, they were in their 20s already. They were much closer to the major leagues. They were more, uh, you know, ready to step into professional baseball. You know, Ricardo Cabrera is 17 years old. You know, he's never faced professional players. Um, I mean, that's probably not true. Um, Some of the rules allow teams to bring in players to their complex. So, you know, he's probably played against some of the Dominican summer league guys here or there a couple of times, but, um, you know, he's, uh, not really gone out there day in, day out, face professional players. He's going to be, you know, in, in, in the best case scenario, you know, two and a half, three years away from the major leagues. And that's if everything possible goes right for him. Right. Um,
0: realistically, probably closer to five,
1: probably. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and then he'd still be there at 22 years old. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the, everybody that we're going to be talking about here is it's, it's going to be a long time before you actually see them in Cincinnati if you ever see them there. Um, but, you know, Cabrera, he's, you know, we always hear, you know, five tool guy, five tool. He's a legitimate, better than average five tool guy. Um, you know, his, his, his worst tools are considered above average. Um, you know, he's. A quality shortstop defensively, and for the most part, you know the expectation is he's going to be able to stick there in the long term. Um, if he outgrows the position, which you know that does happen sometimes, even for guys that they, they expect to, you know, not quite grow as much, so they've got to move to third or second or whatever. Uh, the, the battle play wherever he goes, he's got above average to plus power, above average to plus hit tool. He can run. Uh, you know, there's there's no weakness on his scouting report that we can see right now. Obviously, things could change when you get out there. You never really know until you know. Um, But the big thing that, you know, you never really know until you know is, you know, how long does a guy or how well does a guy read the breaking ball? What's his plate discipline like? Well, I mean, the reports on that are that it's pretty good right now. Um, We'll find out this summer when he gets out on the field. But you you like to hear that when it goes along with the rest of the tools. Uh, because you don't always hear it, and when you don't hear it, then you kind of go, "Huh, let's let's see." But you know, they're already talking about you know he he recognizes the breaking ball, he understands what to do at the plate. Y- you like to hear those things, so I uh, th- th- this is this is a really big get for the Reds. So I don't well, know, we'll, we'll we'll have to wait and see how it turns out, but um, you know, people people are pretty excited about this one.
0: Obviously, we'll have to move from shortstop once Cal Farmer signs his ten-year deal, but. Uh, third base is still, you know, he, you know, in five, five six years, he could be taken over at third base because, you know, you can't – you know, 42-year-old Kyle Farmer will be short starting at shortstop, you know.
1: I don't know that, and <laughs> I'm not playing your games.
0: Now, why sign one shortstop for Venezuela when you could sign two? Antoine – did I say that right? Antoine Valencia?
1: It's, it, it's just Antoine. I, Antoine. He just – his parents just spell it that way. I don't – it's, I yeah when I I actually asked for pronunciation on that one too because I was like, I, I just help me out, man. I don't know. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> but um, in your article, you had him as uh, in some services another top fifty uh, ranking in the class. Um, he's about a little bit shorter than uh, Cabrera, but about the, the same size. Um, how is his bat? and makeup compared to uh, Cabrera.
1: I mean, he's another guy, he's got all five tools. Um, You know, they're they're not quite as good as Cabrera's, but, uh, you know, he's average or better everywhere you look. Um, You know, another guy expected to stick at shortstop. Um, Now, obviously, if Cabrera can stick at shortstop, then, you know, Valencia's probably not going to play shortstop in the long run because, well, he's, I mean, at least right now, he doesn't quite look as good. Um, we'll, we'll find out how that plays out, but, you know, he's, you know, very athletic. He's got plenty of power potential. Um, you know, as far as we can tell, he should be able to hit. Um, again, though, we're dealing with 16 and 17 year old kids. So you you don't quite know how it's going to play out. You know, you're, we're talking about guys that would be, you know, juniors, maybe seniors in high school right now. Um, (laughs) and, and realistically, it's not like, you know, they're not out there. I mean, even comparatively speaking to guys in the United States, they're not out there playing at you know national showcases against other guys that are you know top-rated prospects. Day uh, in, you know, we we, do, we we just don't get to see them as much against top competition like we do here in the United States. So there, there's always a little bit more of a question mark of of how that'll play out when a guy's you know seeing the top pitchers in the class, for example. You know, where, you know, in today's high school classes, you're talking about, you know, guys that throw 93 to 97 miles per hour with, you know, decent breaking balls. Now, whether they throw anything for strikes, that's another story. But, um, you know, you, you, don't quite, you don't quite get to see those interactions as often um, in, in the international market just because of how things are, you know, formatted and the entire system works. Um,
0: now, when but... I was a senior in high school, I was at my athletic peak, and it's been all downhill since. So let's just hope that these guys – don't do what I did
1: go to go to u k and drink not, a lot not be good
0: athletes not, <laughs> not take care of myself. <laughs> I tell you what Kyler Murray if you're watching the Rams and Cardinals he is stinking up the joint right now anyway um uh, another another player I, I wanted football, I football. Uh, another player I wanted to talk to you about is uh the outfielder from Panama e Smith Pineda. <sighs> tell me i said that right smith
1: i mean smith I, 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 but uh yeah um <laughs> he, he, if you if you follow the little league world series you may have seen him a couple of years ago hit a huge walk-off home run in one of their games uh out in uh oh gosh i forgot where they played their stupid games at
0: shout out to todd frazier
1: Yeah, shout out to todd frazier um not that he'll hear this because he he has us all locked yeah um but uh yeah he he's he was he was a big signing um you know he uh, he got uh, reportedly eight hundred thousand dollars according to Jesse sanchez of MLB dot com. Um, another top fifty guy, depending on where you want to look, but you know it, it's gonna be close if he's not in a top fifty somewhere that you look. but um he's right now he's 5'11", 180 pounds um, above average to plus raw power. Um, there could be some swing and miss in his game, but I mean the, in today's game that you know everybody's got a little bit of swing and miss for the most part. Um, but if you got the power and it plays, you can, you can give up some swing and miss. It'll be, it'll be fine. Um, you know, he's a solid runner, decent fielder, but he's probably more of a corner outfielder than a center fielder. Um, you know, the, the, the big selling tool is, you know, plus power. Um, you know, there, there's a chance he could be a 30 home run guy down the road. And, you know, if you can get 30 home runs out of a guy, you'll deal with the strikeouts. If yep. assuming of course that, you know, it's, reasonable swing and miss not you know joey gallo swing and miss which again nothing wrong with joey gallo
0: or a you but, hitting a suarez last year swing and miss
1: but but you, you, <laughs> if you're gonna be joey gallo swing and miss you also need to be you know gold glover 100 walks gold glover type <laughs> who can also hit 40 home runs like yeah he's he's just a a slightly different version of adam dunn he's just really good at defense too
0: <laughs> yeah yeah he yeah um There's, there were several other signings, but one I want to make sure we get to is my favorite name in the class, Liz Nurkin, Latiga, Latigua, Liz (laughs) Nurkin.
1: And you know what? You even got that one right. Like I'm impressed with that.
0: Well, as soon as I saw it, I knew this was my guy right here. Liz Nurkin.
1: You knew that was your guy? That's
0: my guy. Tell me about my guy, Liz Nurkin.
1: So he he's the top pitching prospect that the Reds have signed, um, you know he's he's projects as a starting pitcher. He's got three pitches. Uh, his fastball's been up to ninety three already. Seventeen years old, so in, in theory he should be able to add on to that down the road as he he matures and fills out a little bit more, gets some more mileage on his arm. Um, he he's got a solid breaking ball right now that has potential to be above average, uh, and he's he's already got a change up. And you know for seventeen year old kids, that's not something that you generally see as guys that have a change up that they can actually use right now. Um, you know guys fall in love with their breaking ball and they you know the change up when you're when you can actually throw a fastball hard it, you're slowing down the bat for guys that can't catch a fastball so generally speaking guys that can throw hard don't throw change-ups in high school or you know as teenagers because it helps the opponent because they can't catch up to your other stuff um, and so usually that for for amateur guys that that's the last pitch to develop um he's already got one you, you really like to see that he got he can throw strikes, and you know right now he he's got a pretty fresh arm. He, he's only been pitching for two years now, um, and so you know th- there's not much mileage on his arm. And you know injuries happen to anybody at any time when you're a pitcher. You never know what's going to happen, but you prefer there to be less mileage on the arm than more mileage on the arm at this point.
0: Absolutely, and again he's already been added to the all name team with Lizaverto Benia and um, <laughs> several others. Um,
1: my my favorite one ever is Didi Gregorius, but not because of Didi, from his first name, which is Mariksen. Mariksen Mariksen Didi Gregorius is wonderful. I love saying it. Also, like Joseus Manzanillo
0: from back in the day. Um, well, last one I'm going to ask you about, and then I'll ask you about some others if, if if you have any that stick out is the Australian guy, lefty Ben Walmsley who signed – he didn't sign Saturday, okay, he signed a couple so, days later. Okay,
1: so this, this, this one this, – this, yeah, he, he signed uh, this morning, which, you know, it's, it's Monday where we're recording. You're probably not listening yeah. just yet. But uh, he's he left-handed pitcher out of Australia. It's the first Australian player they've signed in a couple of years. Um, the rest of um, – they, they haven't been absent there. Um, they, they've had a few Australian players they've signed in the past, but I don't I don't think there's anybody that's really – made any sort of splash in the farm system, much less actually made it up to the majors with them out of Australia. Um, But what's interesting there is a former Reds outfielder slash first baseman who didn't stick around too long in the major leagues, but Donald Lutz, uh, you may actually remember him because he's one of the first German players ever to play in major leagues. Um, He is now living in Australia. He's played baseball, winter league baseball in Australia for a couple of years now. Um, he is now a scout for the Reds in Australia. And so uh, he was one of the guys that helped them get Walmsley. And, uh, yeah, so he's a, he's a lefty. He's been up to 91 miles per hour. He's got a chance to start. Still needs to work on his secondary offerings. Um, there's there's a little bit of deception there, throw strikes. So, you know, yeah. I, again, we're, we're dealing with guys that are, you know, they're we're talking about guys that are high schoolers. So, you know, there, there's always going to be some – we need to see what happens, how they continue to develop, project all that stuff. so
0: now with him um, with him s- with him signing today, you could say that for Walmsley today was a good day.
1: yeah, I, you cut out and I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> you
0: didn't hear it, <laughs> or are you just saying that?
1: no I, I heard you could with him signing today, you could
0: call it a midnight. good day.
1: Oh gosh. I'm glad. I wish I didn't hear it. This.
0: Oh. I mean, it's even better the second time.
1: <laughs> Is it, though? Is it?
0: No. Um, so, are there any other of the uh, international signings that stick out to you as guys we need to keep an eye on?
1: Um, I mean,
0: That's sure. a nice way of saying no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you know, it's...
0: Uh... I know it's a crapshoot. These guys, I um, mean, it you know, forever, forever.
1: Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Carrera is another. Go ahead.
0: I was just going to say for every, you know, Jose Barrero, you have a Juan Duran. So you know, you just never know. No. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, but, but that's not true because Juan Duran at least made a double A for every Jose Barrero. You've got some kid who didn't make it out of the Dominican Summer League. Well, that's true. Yeah. But, yep. Hey, Jesus Carrera is a guy that kind of stood out a little bit. Um, he is a short, another shortstop, and I mean, you try and sign as many shortstops as you can because one most guys don't stick at shortstop long term. But if you're a shortstop now, rather than a first baseman now, it means you can you can keep moving down the spectrum if you need to. Um, but he he's got really good hands and footwork, um, very very smooth but athletic. Um, you know, probably the best defensive shortstop the team's uh, picked up this year. Uh, relatively new to baseball. Uh, he grew up as a, a soccer player um, and then just switched over to baseball in the last couple of years. Uh, he's really taken to it. Um, you know, just uh, the, the defense really it just shines for this kid. So
0: just hope that the bat develops more or less.
1: plays, but man, I, uh, yes, I, I, I saw some video and he he's <laughs> you, you can really see it on the defensive side of things for sure.
0: Well, good, good. So hopefully one or more of those guys will pan out because, I mean, a lot of other teams have been capitalizing on international signings. The Reds should join that list at some point, you would think.
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think that – I mean, they've really kind of picked up their game in the mm-hmm. last, I don't know, five, six – you know, we're going to bring up Juan Duran again. But, you know, in, in 2008 they signed Juan Duran and Yorman Rodriguez. Um, they they got you know seven figure deals is the first time in forever the Reds had handed out a seven figure deal, and then outside of um, you know Aroldis Chapman and Rice Iglesias, they almost went a decade before they handed out another seven figure deal to uh, an amateur free agent and both of those guys got big league deals so it was it's not even the right. same thing yeah um, but in, in 2015 they started handing out seven figure deals to kids again um, and every year they've been eligible to do that because they did have to you know face those class in 2016 um they've they've got they've gotten seven figure players so hopefully some of those guys start turning out because generally speaking if you're going to get a star player in in these markets it's going to be from a guy who got you know upper six seven figure kind of deals
0: unless you're alfredo rodriguez
1: well you know two out of three ain't so bad from that class so
0: i i remember being against that signing from the get-go because
1: Everybody was against that sign. That, that's the, that's just the one that just it never made sense
0: because he, you knew he was not going to develop the bat
1: at at all.
0: And they gave him six million dollars. I don't know. Maybe maybe there was something but else re- going but on. Really, there. it
1: was like twelve. Right. Yeah. I mean, the defense was good, but I mean, it's just that you're paying a lot of money for a possible. Terrible hitting starting shortstop or utility player. Shout out to Kyle. It's never, it's never made sense. (laughs) The, the, the the upside just wasn't there. It It just, it wasn't. I don't, I don't get it.
0: No, I, I, I remember talking to people at the time of that. And yeah, that I agree. That was something that never made sense to me. So we did get some listener questions here that we
1: can answer. Uh, I asked
0: Good people. because I feel I
1: feel like uh, those are always fun. Those are always fun.
0: fun. Good times. <laughs> I I ask people to use the uh, hashtag locked out not in uh, to ask their questions. Uh, the first one yeah, actually came. I submitted one of those. First one, yes, you did. Uh, the first one actually comes from a former uh, member of the Players Association, Carlos Guevara. He asks hashtag locked out not in if Bob C invited you and three others, a non-family to join him in his owner suite, who would those three people be? Well, I don't know what Bob's thinking when he invites us to the owner suite. Is this to watch a game or does he have some kind of kink that I don't know about? Because if it's the latter, then I'm not going. And if I say the three people, I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings. So I don't know if I can answer them. Doug, you answer it.
1: Well, I know who I'm not. Coop, I'm sorry. I just don't trust you to not say the wrong thing. I have a problem with that. Are your I've feelings hurt yet? Because I'm, no. I'm, no. I'm getting back at you for everybody who's feeling you just hurt by not inviting anybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm just going by myself. No, uh, no uh, I mean, I can behave in public, but it would be very tempting to make a joke. I I do make jokes that nobody understands or gets just for my own amusement. And I would probably do something like that. Like I'll give you an example. And I think you were there for one of them. Anytime I'm at a game or at Red's Fest or something, and somebody comes and asks me about uh, going in on split the pot or something, I ask if they accept Bitcoin. And now that, you know, cryptocurrency is a lot more, in the mainstream now it's different, but back then they would give you like a weird look and like, no, we don't accept Bitcoin. But it was just for my own amusement, just to see them look confused and sad.
1: What what is Bitcoin? Right. That's, that's what was going through their heads. Right. Of course you could say that the Bob Castellini, he'd probably be like, what is Bitcoin?
0: But that's the kind of joke that I would probably, I would probably say something underhand or, uh, as a, um, not as a compliment, but he would not understand it. And then I would
1: laugh on the inside and get. <laughs> do, do we have to invite people that we know to this or like, can I just invite anybody?
0: Anna Kendrick would not come Doug.
1: It's funny. Cause that's not who I was thinking. <laughs> I'm inviting King Jr. Oh, yeah. uh, I got, I have to make, I have to make up for how I embarrassed myself, you know, 17 years ago when I talked to him. So we, oh, well, now we're going to hear that. Get him there.
0: We, what'd you do? Oh,
1: no, it, it, it really wasn't that bad. I just couldn't get words out of my mouth. I was, I just like sat there and stuttered and yeah, I just couldn't handle it.
0: And he just kind of looked at you like, what is this
1: guy? Sort of. Yeah. (laughs) We were at the, we were, we were at Krimchek's office actually. I was, uh, coming in for my post op. Uh, I, he, Krimchek redid my knee or one of the times I had my knee redone. And, uh, (laughs) That was my first checkup. I couldn't really walk yet. I had a big old brace on, and there's King Griffey Jr., and I just stammered like a moron. Like, I'm pretty sure there were – So that was cool. Good job, me. Good job. Um, Yeah, yeah, so there's (laughs) that. Um, I feel like I'd have to invite Chad Dotson because I feel like that – yeah, that would be an interesting conversation. Be like, hey, Bob, you, you ever read any of Chad's work? He, he, he likes to talk about you a lot.
0: Well, you'd have to invite Phil because then Bob Castellini could kick his ass in front of you.
1: Deal. Okay. Congratulations, Phil. You got invited. Yes. Because
0: Phil so would run your, his your mouth. Chad and Phil. <laughs> Phil would run his mouth. <laughs> Phil gets beat up by old men. Therefore, we're
1: all, we're all old men in old, there. <laughs> but
0: therefore, Bob Castellini would beat up Phil and have to sell the team get video of it and we will post it on the line on, on the interwebs.
1: Yeah. I know a guy.
0: Yeah. We can do that. So the next question actually comes from you, which podcast guest would you like most to be locked out? Not in. And again, that's Phil. That's <laughs> fair. Poor Phil. Greg Borchers has the next question. Hashtag locked out, not in you fly basic economy on Delta. And you got assigned in the middle seat between Trevor Bauer and his agent. What is the flight like? <laughs> well, that lady's not his agent anymore, from what I've gathered.
1: Is that well, true? As far as I know, uh, she was never his baseball agent. She I, like everything else. Worked, agent. She worked it like she worked it all. She worked with his agent, but wasn't his actual registered agent with the Players Association. Um, from what I've been told. Um, so t- take that for what it's worth. I don't know. It's weird. Um, Either me or Trevor Bauer are getting kicked off that airplane. Like that's what's happening.
0: I'm asking to move immediately. Because. because no. You talk about two annoying because
1: people.
0: Because no. <laughs> because no. Yeah, I could. If, if I had to sit there, then air marshals would end up being there with us. Because no, and I'm not saying that, you know, I would start a fight or anything. It's just Trevor Bauer is just a disgusting person and I wouldn't be able to contain myself and tell him that. So (laughs) next, next was not really a question, but it comes from wick Terrell from red reporter. Go check him out. Check out his podcast. Good anagrams of locked out, not in. Now, a couple of these are really good. Licked toot noun. <laughs> unlocked in toot. <laughs> coked lotion nut. Cooked until not. <laughs> and toilet duck noon. Which is your favorite?
1: Mm, the last one
0: Toilet duck noon.
1: Yes. Gotta love a good toilet.
0: Joshua asks a couple questions here. Locked out, not in. Uh, when isn't it? It's a Baseball Stars reference. If you played that on Nintendo, Joshua is um, showing his age there. We're all old.
1: Yeah, but I still don't get that reference, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> he also asks when the season gets shortened or canceled and fans are pissed off. What will be the Big Mac slash Sosa event that brings them back a few years down the road?
1: There won't be one.
0: That was unique (laughs) in that they were juiced up and hitting lots of homers. Ball was probably juiced. Baseball knew what was going on. Turned the other cheek because it was bringing in the money. So unless they make PEDs legal, probably not going to be another one of those. Uh, I mean, even, if
1: they, even if they do, I don't think it's going to matter. Guys, yeah. I mean, you just don't make as much contact anymore, so getting getting there is just going to be too difficult. But
0: So next question comes from Burmy at uh, Big Red Tweeter. Hashtag uh, locked out, not in. What's your favorite thing to do in Cincinnati? This was asked right after Joe Burr said there's not much to do in Cincinnati, and so you don't get in trouble. Um. Doug, what's your favorite thing to do in Cincinnati? Sit
1: in my house right now and not be around people.
0: That's a strong one. That's a good one. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I like going to baseball games when, you
1: know. When they're, they're playing. And when it's... they're
0: playing and people aren't trying to infect me. And...
1: Yes, that is that is fun. I do enjoy that in those same uh, scenarios. Pretty much all of my answers are like, yeah, sports or eating food at places. I really, <laughs> I really miss that too. I haven't sat in a restaurant in like three years.
0: Yeah, it's been a while for me too. Um,
1: not being able to do that. Cause
0: <laughs> don't worry, you'll get to Applebee's soon enough. But,
1: <laughs> I don't think I've been to Applebee's in like a decade. <laughs>
0: I can't remember the last time I was. I stepped foot in an Applebee's. God, that's terrible food. Um, Kyle Kapler asks hashtag Locked Out Not In. Why does Bob Castellini have to be an old bastard? Well, he's old. He's a bastard. He's an old bastard. Makes sense.
1: I have have zero additions to this conversation.
0: Bill at OBC2 got hacked because he got hacked and lost his other account. Has numerous questions. We'll ask some now and some later because he asked a lot. Um, Some of these we're going to skip. What percent of your listeners fall asleep (sighs) listening to the podcast? That's a very well-placed yawn there, Doug.
1: Yeah, well, you know.
0: (laughs) So it's out fine. Of, I, slept,
1: I slept until noon today. It's, it's, it's all good.
0: Out of the tens of people that listen, probably at least eight fall asleep. What's your least favorite baseball movie? That's interesting. Everybody always asks about your favorite. What's your least favorite baseball movie?
1: Oh, gosh. What's the one with John Goodman when he plays Babe Ruth? Babe. Babe, yeah, that one.
0: That one's pretty bad. I don't like... <sighs>
1: I know it's going to. For, sound... for as bad as Summer Catch was in terms of the athleticism of some of these people, John Goodman playing Babe Ruth it just does not work. Like that swing makes me want to vomit.
0: I don't like angels in the outfield because it's just too nerdy, campy for me.
1: See, I I, I separate those a little bit because that's like that's not supposed to be a serious like it, a like I feel like it's it's more of a kids movie. Even though there was like you know. Right, dying, and you know, but I feel like that's more centered towards kids and children. Where it's like, Babe was not that; it was just it terrible. Was supposed to be,
0: yeah. Um, well, then that's a good. Good question. Then, if if you take out those the kid movies, hmm, Babe was pretty bad. I'll admit, um, man. Maybe that one with Jimmy Fallon. Does that count as a baseball movie? No,
1: because that's.
0: I don't know. I didn't like that one.
1: Second off, you suck. I love that movie. <laughs> it's all I, about the I, Red I'm Sox. I'm a rom-com though. guy. I loved it. I can't, I can't help myself. I can't do Red Sox. Though. I don't care.
0: Maybe that's time, why I don't You're like weird. It. I don't
1: know what to tell you. Drew Barrymore's uh, fantastic.
0: Uh, Bill also asks, have you ever felt that you weren't going to be able to control your bowels any longer? I don't know why. You asked that? Probably because of some of my stories that I've told. <laughs> um <laughs> let's, got some more questions I mean, here.
1: I, I mean as yeah, you, you know, I, I find it strange, Coop, that you said we're not gonna answer some of these questions you asked me, but yet you picked that question to ask. <laughs> Do you got something you wanna you wanna tell us or
0: No. Uh <laughs>
1: you don't wanna tell us about that? Okay.
0: Wick had another
1: Coop is concerned.
0: Which which have another question, and this one we're going to answer. Hashtag locked out, not in. Which current red can slam an 18-pack of Ice House fastest? And which current red can slam the most Ice Houses without puking lasers? I'm
1: going to be honest. I don't don't know what an Ice House is. It's a very crappy beer. Oh. All right. I'm going to go with Eugenio Suarez.
0: Slamming the most? Yes. Uh... Hmm. I'm gonna go with Nick Castellanos, even though he's technically not a yes. current red. And who can slam the most without puking? Hmm. I don't know.
1: I'm still going with Suarez.
0: Let's say Kyle Farmer, because sure. he's Let's great. At, he's great at everything. Uh, Bill asked some other questions. How did Coop get the Rona? I didn't get the Rona. My kids did. Thanks, Bill. Um, (laughs) When will Reds Fest return? That's actually a good question.
1: Um, I feel like that, I mean, you know, who who knows what's going to happen. But when they last postponed it, they said that this upcoming December, it would return. So we'll find out.
0: Yeah, they postponed it this year. Not just because of Rona, but they knew there was going to be a lockout. Um, I don't know. Hopefully, we get over this stupid virus by next December, and there will be Reds Fest. Otherwise, it might not ever return. If they don't have it this year, I don't think it ever comes back.
1: I don't know. Hear hear me out, Reds marketing team. Have it during the All Star break on the field at Great American Ballpark. Then you don't have to worry about you know viruses and. things of that nature. A little bit, but I mean, you know, I remember not being able to go to, I remember not being able to go to Red's Fest a couple years ago. Gosh, it was almost, longer than that, it was eight years ago. uh, Because it it snowed and couldn't get downtown. Yeah. So, you know, gotta worry about weather for that, too.
0: Um, I'm gonna skip a few of these questions, because they just don't make sense. Um, Will Coop use vocal inflection in this podcast? What is it with... No. (laughs) This is just how I talk. Am I supposed to be different. Yes.
1: Yes. You're so do emotion. Um, people people engage better when, you, when I, you have those things going on.
0: I don't or have so emotion. I don't have emotion. Sorry for my um, clock going off in the background.
1: You have, a, you have cold, dead heart on the inside yes, of your body. Is that long?
0: I am a cold, so. dead bastard on the inside. I do not have emotions. I'm sorry. Um yeah I don't I'm sorry fuck off Bill uh, <laughs> uh, let's see uh, obscure formal Reds shot to Ken had a question hashtag locked out not in which of the international signings will live up to the lofty standards set by Jorman Rodriguez Juan Duran and Alfredo Rodriguez speak of the devil we talked about all of those guys
1: I don't know how to answer
0: this question. Me either. But thanks for asking it.
1: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to put that on anybody. Like <laughs> it, it's major league baseball is hard. Not everybody can get. Yeah. Is what it is.
0: So you're saying baseball is hard, is what you're saying? Because it is, it is very difficult. Yes. Yeah, because not everybody can uh, can play in the majors. I didn't make
1: saying. it. I didn't make it. Yoramon Rodriguez made it, so in your face.
0: Boom. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's all the questions we had. Um, I think that'll about wrap it up this edition of the podcast. Uh, Doug and I will go around here and give our final thoughts. Doug, give me your final thoughts.
1: Um, get, get, get a deal worked out, guys. You're, you're killing me financially with absolutely zero baseball news. I know I'm being very selfish right now by saying this instead of saying something cool or funny, but please, for my bank account, um, fix it quick. They're not going to, but I, I'm going to put it out there and hope that one of your tens of listeners happens to be someone who can make it happen.
0: All 15 of you get on to redsminorleagues.com and redlegnation.com. You don't want to see Doug have to create an OnlyFans. I don't know what the market would be for Doug's OnlyFans. But
1: look, I've already I've already told people if I have to do an OnlyFans, it's just gonna be me making art, and it's not gonna be anything weird or sexual. It's just gonna be me like painting and drawing things. And don't you um, have to show just be?
0: Don't you have to show B hole Hmm? at least on OnlyFans? I don't know. I've never been on OnlyFans. I I don't do
1: that. I mean, I don't know either. But I'm I'm assuming that it's like every other platform, you don't have to do that.
0: (laughs) But that's all I ever hear about is. It, it's basically people showing b-hole or selling their farts and stuff like that maybe you can sell some farts
1: maybe <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that that'll be a, a a last uh last resort i'll I'll take my chances on on some other jobs first
0: hit up uh doug on twitter if you would buy his farts <laughs> sorry uh so for my final thoughts um Give a shout-out to Ram at Uncram. Um, shout-out to the Bengals for advancing in the playoffs. Um, hopefully against the Titans. Um, if Derrick Henry plays, that's going to be a tough go. But if he doesn't, here's hoping. Uh, it's nice to root for a team that wins and tries and advances in the playoffs and all that kind of stuff. G- gives you hope? Hope. Hope is a dangerous thing because it's fun. Sometimes it's fun, but usually in my case, hope leads to disappointment.
1: Don't have hopes and dreams, kids.
0: Yeah. Eat at Arby's. So, (laughs) so for Doug gray, uh, this is Coop saying, we will talk to you later.
1: Cincinnati. It's a